Here's a message from Ken Lavica. They did it. They actually did it. And because of that, I'm done. Flat out done with college football. Stone the Banowitz hit the open. Just like you would expect, the fire hose is fully inserted in my mouth here. And uh, we've been blowing and going. And so. Ken Lavica. Get a run in, make an early cocktail, put a gummy in half. Theo Dorsey. Very excited to have the opportunity to add him to the team. Stone Labanowitz. When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. Live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios. It's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. I have a proclamation to make, Stone. I am not watching the college football playoff. (laughs) I am not watching the college football playoff because to me, it is not representative of the teams that deserve to be playing for a national championship. In college football. Me, Ken Lavica, I will find something else to do during the two national semifinals. I'm not swearing off the bowl season because those teams earned it to the right to play in their respective bowl games, whether it's the RoofClaim.com book or Tone Bowl, whether it's the Pop-Tart Bowl, whether it's the Cheez-It Bowl, whether it's the Pinstripe Bowl, whether it's the Sun Bowl. But as far as I'm concerned... At least one national semifinal has a team that doesn't deserve to be there. So because of that, I'll probably go to a movie. Or I'll play princesses with my daughter. Or maybe I'll get a little sexy with the wife. Wow. But I ain't watching it. I'm not doing it. Can I tell you something? What? Nobody gives a damn. (sighs) College football's a sham. If I could think of one word to describe college football, it's that it is a sham. And maybe just call me too old school. Maybe I'm too principled when it comes to sports. Maybe it's because I don't live and die by Vegas point spreads. I haven't come around to the new age of consuming sports. But to me, when you go 13-0 and you overcome adversity... And your star player goes down. And the guys behind him pick up the slack. And they help propel a team who then gets unbelievable performances across the board, especially on the defensive side, because they know it's going to take that extra effort, that extra work to get the result without arguably their best player. And they get the job done. And they hoist a trophy without their best player. And they do so in a brave manner. That, to me, suggests that they have deserved a chance to play for an ultimate prize. But in college football in 2023, it's what Vegas wants. In college football in 2023, it's what the TV executives want. And I'm sorry. And I know... That at this radio station, ESPN 106.3, those magical four letters are planted in our brand. The E and the S and the P and the N. But I'll be damned if I'm going to sit here after not being able to talk about this yesterday and not call out the vast majority of the personalities that are operating as if the E 
and the S and the P and the N didn't have a massive amount of pull, a significant amount of say in putting either A, Texas, or B, Alabama in Florida State's place in the college football playoff. Because college football is just a money-grubbing suck fest now. Oh, look at the money. Oh, more bills. That's all it is now. It's just to get what they think is going to draw the most eyeballs. Competitive live play-by-play. You want to draw eyeballs? Have Stephen A. Smith bungee jump while doing a, a, a rant on first take. Performative television. ESPN from a sports standpoint, boy, do they excel in that. Everything's a performance. Everything's a take. Everything's an angle. Everything's a graphic. But the one thing that's remained pure with ESPN over the years is live play-by-play. Sports, competition, man versus man, woman versus woman, the quest for a championship. Well, those days are over now, too. That's been sullied, too, by ESPN. Because now... It's gone from, oh, we'll have our performative programming during the day. And, oh, aren't they kooky? Oh, aren't they silly? Boy, that was wild. Content, content, content. Hey, McAfee, show more upper arm. Whoa! It's turned in now to, well, what do the suits want? What does Vegas want? Oh, we have this team that went 13-0. and Ah, but you know what? You know what? The TV viewers, forget playing it out on the field. The TV viewers want this instead. It's inherently wrong, and it destroys the art of competitive sports. ESPN screwed Florida State. The college football playoff committee screwed Florida State, and now college football is screwed. Oh, but Ken, it's expanding. No, it's expanding. Sorry. It's tarnished now. There's no going back. Pandora's box has been opened. The College Football Playoff Committee and the networks have colluded to make college football a sham. When an undefeated Power 5 team who showed the grit and the resolve and the courage that Florida State did over the last three weeks of the season just gets left out because, oh, well, you know what? They're down to their third-string quarterback or their second-string quarterback. Just not the same team. Them using that rationale to wipe out an undefeated season? Something that only one other team in the Final Four, two other teams in the Final Four did? It's wrong. It's inherently wrong. And it's sad. It's wrong and it's sad. Florida State got jobbed. Florida State got screwed. And because of that, college football is a sham. A sham. And the, the, the four teams that should be playing for a national championship aren't there. And that's why I'm out. I'm out. You're, I'm not doing it. You're a man of principles, right? I am a man of principles. You love the rules. Um, I'm principled when it comes to you take the field and you play to a result. Well, I want to and talk- if you don't have an L result, then you should be playing for a championship. I want to talk about principles and, okay. and, and, and rules. Because you do stand so firmly on it. I think the audience knows that. I personally respect it. I think a lot of people respect you for it. <clears throat> Let's take a look into the committee's principles. The rules that they have laid out in writing. This didn't just become a thing. This has been a thing. This is their criteria. 
Conference championships won. These are the principles as far as the selection committee will select teams using a process that distinguishes among otherwise comparable teams by considering, colon, conference championships won, strength of schedule, 55 for FSU, head-to-head competition, comparative outcomes of common opponents, other relevant factors, stay with me here, such as unavailability of key players and coaches that may have affected a team's performance during the season or likely will affect its postseason performance. So this is right under number one mission. This is number two principles. So if you're going to stand on your principles, the fact that it is a relevant factor, having the unavailability of Mr. Jordan Travis of Benjamin, by the way, that school's in Palm Beach Gardens right here in our backyard. Those are your principles right there. So, you, I mean, this is, this is awfully funny. If you're going to stand on rules, here are your rules. We knew it when he got injured. These are your rules. He laid it out to you. Bill Hancock also sat there and said, laid the brickwork for us. Listen, it's the best four, not the most deserving four. So then he can go lean on it on Sunday, and that he did. It's oh. Boo Corrigan, first of all. Big Boo. Boo. Big well, Boo. Bill Hancock was the one who said he was. He, yes, he, he's the one who came up with the parameters. Boo Corrigan is now the man in charge. Yeah. But let's talk about principles, Stone. Let's talk about principles then. You're right. Those things are in writing. It doesn't mean I need to agree with them, but they're in writing, so you're right. The principles of the College Football Playoff Committee, while unbelievably flawed and destroying the spirit of competitive sport, they're there. You're right. Now let's talk about principle and let's talk about another P-word precedent. Because the College Football Playoff Committee, over the last 10 years, has not once... Let me count here, Stone. Uh, Oh, not once. When a Power 5 team was undefeated, a zero in the loss column, not once, not one, two, three, four, five, not one, two, no, not once, zero, zero times in the last 10 years did they keep an undefeated Power 5 conference champion out of the college football playoff. Not one singular Time, not once. And then listen to this this little sniveling weasel, Paul Feinbaum. Listen to this little sniveling weasel who on Sunday, after we learned that Florida State got screwed, I want you to listen to him showing absolutely no sympathy whatsoever for rightfully infuriated Florida State fans. Paul Feinbaum sat on ESPN and listened to this sniveling little weasel just turn the knife against Knowles fans. Here's Paul Feinbaum. Paul Feinbaum, did they get it right? They did get it right, Greeny, and can we all just stop with the fake outrage from Listen the Florida State AD and the president? I get the coach. I get the players. But the rest of the people just need to shut up already. This is college football. It is not a perfect system. We have controversy every year. It, it helps fuels in what makes the sport great. And for the coach to say it's a sad day in college football. I, see, I saw people celebrating all over the place. I think we have an amazing game. Michigan and Alabama. Uh, please, Michigan, Michigan was upset. They have to play Alabama. And let's not forget, and Heather alluded to it, Greeny, why is Alabama in this game? They beat Georgia. Remember Georgia? They were the number one team in the country all year. They were the uh, two-time defending champions going for a three-peat. 
That impressed the committee, and then the committee sat there and watched that travesty from the ACC championship game. Not a travesty from the standpoint that Florida State doesn't have an elite defense. They, they are. They're fantastic. But they had no offense, and they simply did not want to see another TCU disaster in one of the games coming up here at the end of the month. Don't tell me to shut up, you sniveling little weasel. Don't tell me to shut up. Paul Feinbaum's a phony, and this is why. Listen yesterday to what Paul Feinbaum had to say then. Because this guy, when it comes to Florida State, when it comes to the college football playoff, there is not a genuine bone in his body in this discussion. Not a single genuine bone in his body, because listen to this, he is now trying to work himself up to fabricate uh, fabricate anger now at the college football playoff committee. Listen to this guy who, yeah, I'm tired of hearing this fake outrage. Uh, AD, head coach, you're not part of, shut up. No, shut up, Feinbaum, you shut up. Because They're- now, content machine, ESPN content machine, he's trying to turn it and now he's angry at the college football playoff committee. Here's the phony fine bomb. They're going to tell you Nick Saban's stature, the SEC's importance, all of that stuff did not factor into our decision. Do you, Paul Feinbaum, believe that? I think it probably did, but, but Greeny, the thing that, that irritates me as I heard Heather report what she understood when down on that committee is how big of a charade it is that this committee, who has the most important decision of the year in college football, is not transparent. What are oh. they hiding? Why can't we know now how we each individual votes on the final vote of the year? It's absurd not to. This is this is America, after all, and we would like to know it. And, and greeting, since we're not going to know, I'm going to give you what I think really happened. And Heather mm-hmm. uh, did the reporting, but I'm giving you an opinion. I think the first vote was Florida State, number six behind Georgia. And they got in the room and they said, well, we don't want to embarrass the ACC, so let's swap those. Because had they left Georgia at number five, this would not be going on. It would be clear Alabama beat Georgia. But instead, they acted like a committee acts. And any of us who have been on committees know how stupid those committees are. Oh, so now Paul Feinbaum's mad at the college football playoff committee after telling everybody on Sunday to shut up if they thought the committee got it wrong with Florida State. Got it. Everything's a content machine. Everything's a fabrication. This pretzel twisting people are doing to try and explain away why they believe an undefeated Florida State team in the sport of football, where injuries are common, if not expected, is embarrassing across the board. National media, local media, fans, haters of Florida State, the whole thing's embarrassing. Oh, but what about the Vegas spread? What about the Vegas spread? Uh, Well, Florida State was minus six and a half against Florida. Tate Rodemaker, quarterback, what did Florida State win by? Nine. Well, you forgot to mention who played quarterback for the Florida Gators. Okay, the line was still minus six and a half. But what's his name? Uh, not Graham Mertz. It's Max Brown, true freshman. Okay. Uh, they, and by the way, by the way, same freshman who almost beat Mizzou on the road the uh, week before. Uh, Florida State minus four and a half against Louisville. They, moved down to minus one after Brock Glenn was named the starting quarterback. Florida State. What did they win by? Ten. 10-point win. Going, 10 point win. Going, By the way, first time in three years, Dave Doran had a defense held under 300 yards. Or an offensive performance held under 300 yards. Going into that game, Florida State-Louisville, did you feel like Florida State 
needed to prove something to everybody, or no, it was just if you win, no, you're win. in. Undefeated, you're in. Principled man, me. When it comes to sports on the field, man of principle. So was that game, my follow-up would be, was that game a travesty to you? Was it ugly? Sure. You know what else was ugly? Seeing Texas boat race a team that lost to South Alabama earlier in the year. Good win, Texas. But was that game a travesty for you? Because that was the one we had the most question marks and we needed answers okay. from. Yeah, no, so you're making you're making uh, college football a beauty pageant. Then, do, do you want do you want wins and losses? Do you want tough guys? Do you want man on man physical violence, the essence of the sport, or do you want as Mike Greenberg's been saying, triple axles and triple lutzes and beautiful little sparkly sequin costumes? What are you looking for with college football, Stone? I'm looking what for. Looking a, for? I'm looking for a competitive playoff. Right, because when your quarterback finishes the game, mind you, another true freshman with 55 passing yards, and in the second quarter, Norvell decides to jog out the Wildcat formation, I think you're kind of screwing yourself. Okay. Uh, what I'm looking for is a competitive playoff, right? So you get the two best games. Your, your goal in all of this is to crown a national champion. No, you're, to crown you know a national championship. No that team than, can't contend no, for a national championship. You know, you're no better than the suits. You're no better than the TV awesome. suits. Awesome. You're a suit. Stone Labanowitz is corporate. Corporate Stone. Let me mark that. That's the first time in my life. A sham, a sham. College football's a sham, and it's why I'm not watching the college football playoff. What is the best word to describe college football? To you, the football fan, right now, as you sit here on Tuesday morning, Tuesday afternoon, what's the best word to describe college football? I say sham, and another sh word comes to mind as well. What's the best word to describe college football? Because as far as I'm concerned, you might as well just end now. The whole thing's a charade. What's the best word to describe college football? I say sham. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. And for all you Canes fans who are in my mentions over the weekend, well, what about 2,000? What about 2,000? What about 2,000? What about 2,000? Florida State got in. We got left out. What about 2,000? The college football playoff was created to eliminate that type of disservice from happening again and then what happened modern day 2023 now we're just repeating history that's just what we're doing undefeated team undefeated team and by the way 2000 miami uh not undefeated what's the best word to describe college football i say sham 888-760-3776 888-760-3776 social media at klv1063 if you are in any sport, going to eliminate the chance of an undefeated team, no matter who's on the field. It could have been a, a, a team of koalas putting on pads and helmets and going out there and finding a way to beat Louisville. And uh, by the way, you know that um, um, koalas carry uh, herpes. I do. An enormous amount of herpes. So they, they are able to find a way to beat Louisville. I don't know if it's herpes. I think it, it's one of the other ones. Oh, is it? What is it? You're right. You're right. What is it? Is it? Um, I, I'm not going to sit here and say HIV. No, it's not. H Koalas don't have HIV, dude. <laughs> I know. It doesn't sound right either. But, but, uh, I, Koalas I, I know do it's not, not herpes. have HIV. It's chlamydia. I'm sorry. Yeah. See, I knew it. My bad. My bad. I know it wasn't HIV. I, I knew that. I just, you know, I had to throw another one out there. My advice to everybody. Chlamydia. Uh, if you're going to Australia. And you run into a koala with HIV, I would just sort of give him some space. Chlamydia. 
Koalas just are spreading chlamydia throughout the Louisville offensive line. These guys are suffering. Uh, they're sore, bumpy, and they find a way, even then, put them in the playoff. It's, it is a disservice to competitive sport when an undefeated team, especially when you hear next man up, next man up, next man up. We love that term, right? Next man up. Uh, can't worry about injuries. Next man up. This is sports. This is gladiator. We love to make football so militaristic. Next man up. Guy goes down. Pick up your brother. Well, that's all Florida State did, and then they got punished for it. It's embarrassing, and it undercuts the sanctity of sport. What's the best word to describe college football? And have you ever run into a koala with HIV? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. The best word to describe college football is what I say, sham. Let's start on the phones in West Palm with Carlos on Levicka, Theo, and Stone. What's up, Carlos? Dog, you're just wrong, man. You're way off on this one. Right when you guys decided and you thought it was a good thing, we need to end this AP poll, end this college poll, let's have a definitive champion. Right there. When you guys decided, let's have some committee. Right there. Well, I didn't you come decided, up with it, Carlos. I didn't right the there, committee. you guys decided that, okay, no, we're going to go ahead and subject to all the other politics and money and other BS. The college players are getting injured and whatnot. They're not getting any of this money. They are not getting one dime of this stuff. But you guys all decided this for them. They went along with it because they're trying to get a payday in the NFL. So if you're going to complain about it now, shame on you. Shame on you. All you sports writers did this stuff. No, we got to have a definitive champ. We can't have this AP pool or coaches thing, which the sports writers and coaches probably know these teams the best. So when you, did, when you got rid of that, right then is when you decided, I'm going to open up the corruption and any other crap that may come along. You guys did that, not to blame it on the system. Oh, no, you guys created that system. Thank you. Uh, thank you. That was quite the uh, relaxing dismount, Carlos. Uh, yeah, Stone, stop being one of those sports writers. <sighs> Listen, when sports writers or the AP poll is coming out the number one team, it's the same discussion. It's the same debate. It's the same lack of consistency. A committee, in theory, is the best option. I was taking but, phone calls, but I did hear screaming so much so that I had to turn. The well, no, no, Stone, phone you and call I, down. You, no, you and I, you and I came up with the uh, college football playoff <laughs> committee. Um, we're also dirty sports writers. I mean, <laughs> I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. He thinks they work for ESPN. You know, yeah. I mean, it's beautiful stuff. Yeah, it was our decision. We decided to come up with this, yeah. and we we, and we gave we the 13 guys apologize. a job. Yeah, we'd like to apologize, Stone and myself, and maybe me on behalf of Stone. Uh, we came up with the playoff, and uh, so we're, um, we're very sorry. Uh, but, but when you have a committee, when you're trying to come up with a determinate champion, whether it's BCS, whether it is college football playoff, that is still better than uh, it being voted on by media. Because look how well that's going with the Hall of Fames. Look how well that's going with old pros and pro bowlers, okay? This was always going to be better, but now, uh, the uh, Carlos is right in this spot. It's been infiltrated by the money and the politics and the power vacuum and the fact that the NCAA has no control over college football any longer, okay? What's the best word to describe college football? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. I just, I think that it this tarnishes college football so irrevocably that i don't i don't know even once we expand this 
if this sport can recover in my mind. And I'll still call FAU games. But think about this, too. And Stone, you know this because <laughs> I've made this complaint. I've made this complaint over and over and over again. What have I consistently said? That the group of five needs to break away from the rest of college football. And right? compete for their own championship. And compete for their own championship. Because I call college football for a team that will never, no matter how good a season they have, will never get a chance to play for the national championship. It's not possible. Look at Liberty, undefeated. And we are just saying, hey, enjoy your trip to the desert to play in the Fiesta Bowl. Yeah, New Year's Six, baby. So what's the point? Like, great, you get to play on New Year's Day, but you don't actually get to compete for a national championship. College football has been and continues to be the most illegitimate sport in North America because not every team can compete for a national championship. Look at college basketball. Florida Atlantic, they won 35 games. They were a tenth of a second away from 40 minutes from hoisting a trophy in the national championship. College basketball's legitimate, NFL's legitimate, baseball's legitimate, NBA's legitimate, hockey's legitimate. But when it comes to college football, not every team gets a chance to win a title. That's inherently wrong. This makes it even worse. This is next level with Florida State not involved. What's the best word to describe college football? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. If you're scoring at home, I said sham. John in Jensen Beach on Levicka, Theo, and Stone. Hello, John. Hey, what's up, guys? So I'm going to use the word scared and hear me out. They're scared to go against the Big Ten or the SEC because if you actually compare your undefeated conference champions, Michigan is actually the team that should have been left out based on strength of schedule, wins. They really haven't, they didn't play anybody. UNLV, best offense they played, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So you don't want to leave Michigan out because that leaves the Big Ten out. Then you get into the, the conference champions that have a loss and you're looking at Alabama and Texas. Yep. Texas beats Alabama, have to put them in. You don't want to leave Alabama out because then you leave the SEC out. They're scared to go against the Big Ten and the SEC. The two, and and I, I got think that's a great question. point, John, because those are the two biggest power-broken conferences, the Big Ten and the SEC. Exactly. Oh, but ESPN, they have the ACC network. They're in so business with them. The, it's so yeah, secondary. I'm sorry. Question, I'm this, sorry, John. Yeah, go ahead. Serious hmm. question that I've not been able to figure out. Why the NCAA makes a boatload of money on the March tournament in basketball. Mm-hmm. A boatload. Why have hasn't the NCAA come in and taken over, uh, you know, the the bowl championship series or whatever you call it? They can't. You know, that, that division. They can't. Even the, the lower division has the, has the playoffs, and it does pretty well for right. lower level football. Yeah, it does. ESPN. But, but what's happening, John? What, what the NCAA back? They don't have. They don't have the power any longer. The the presidents, the university presidents and the Power Five, and especially the Big Ten and the SEC, they those schools have more money than the NCAA. Those schools have more influence than the NCAA. They came together and came up with this college football playoff and told the NCAA to go beat it. And that's why. Once that Pandora's box was open, the NCAA was never going to inherit control again of of college football at the Power 5 level. And part of that, too, and appreciate the call, John, is TV money. Once these conferences started getting in bed with ESPN, and with Fox, and with CBS, the NCAA, you're able to just outspend them. So the NCAA can't make any any overarching rules to take any control back. And that's through decades of malfeasance and incompetence in the NCAA. 
And it's why the NCAA couldn't come up with a good NIL plan when it was obvious that that train was rolling uncontrollably down the tracks. And now we're stuck in this spot where it's wild, wild west right now, portal and NIL. But that's why. That's why. Uh, Kevin in Jupiter on ESPN 106.3. Hey, Kev. Hey, how you doing? Here's what. Here's my word. Competition. They, the committee wants good competition. Woo! So the undefeated team who's done nothing but compete and win every single game, they're not allowed to be a part of this competition? Based on what, by the way? Like, how do we know? Well, it's, an, well, it's an objective. It's a subjective thought. Like, who's to say Florida State? Because it's not like Michigan has been some titan of the college football playoff the last two years. Blown out year one, last year losing to TCU. Like, what are we doing here? Hey, hey Ken, well, let me ask you. Here's what Florida State hey, should Kev. do then. They mm-hmm. should beat Georgia in the Orange Bowl. Are you putting any money on Florida State in, against Georgia in the Orange Bowl? Stone, do I gamble? Listen, Ken, he asked you a question. Are you putting money on this Florida State team that you want to compete against Georgia in the Orange Bowl, yes or no? No, because this is now just an exhibition. This game doesn't matter anymore. He's scared, Kev. Uh, no, but on, he's scared. But you can't sit there and say and appreciate the call, Kev. It sounds like uh, he's on a Harley. <laughs> I was going to say, call him from his motorcycle going down US-1. Uh, you can't now say, oh, well, the Orange Bowl, go prove something. Go prove something. No, you proved something already. That time has come and gone. I don't want to hear that because it's such a cop-out. It is such an epic cop-out. No, it's a cop-out for you is the, the fact that Florida thing. State and the Georgia players are all going to back out. They're all not going to play. Keon Coleman, right? He, none of these guys are going to play What's in that bowl point? game. You're not playing for a championship. And, and, and then now Florida State fans are going to be like, oh, it didn't even matter anyway. It was no a Georgia offense, team, but we didn't have our players. No offense to uh, no offense to our friends of the Orange Bowl who we work closely with, but uh, the I, I haven't heard over the last decade or so since the, well, 20 years since the BCS came to be, ah, let's go play for that Orange Bowl pride. It doesn't exist. Uh, Jeremy in West Palm on Levicka, Theo, and Stone. Morning, guys. How are you? Good, buddy. All right. I just have a couple points to make. On the first one, uh, Stone, if the on the principles of you know if a team is missing something or yeah. there's things going on, wouldn't Michigan with John Harbaugh at any moment? Yeah, he got in trouble from the Big Ten, but the NCAA could come down and hand out a punishment at any moment. So Jim Harbaugh could not be on the sidelines, and they've won without him on the sidelines. So what difference does that make without Jordan Travis? being a quarterback, but that's a different story for another day. Well, you got but your sample sizes. Sharon Moore had his few weeks to prove himself, and he did just that, right? A Penn State team. And then uh, Tate Rodemaker and Brock Glenn had their chances to and perform themselves. and didn't really prove what? themselves no, to no, anybody. No, no. Hold hey, on, just because hey. it wasn't aesthetically pleasing. Hold on one second. I, I, I've got to jump in here because uh, – you had a Florida State team with Rodemaker go and beat Florida on the road at the Swamp, okay? Then you beat Louisville and you keep them to their worst offensive showing under Dave Doran in three years with your third-string quarterback there under center. Michigan almost losing at Maryland in the next two final week of the season. That was aesthetically pleasing. That's good football. If you're going to hold this against Florida State, you've got to hold that against Michigan, too, to Jeremy's point. Sorry, Jeremy, go yeah, ahead. Gordon, I, I, no, no, and the last two things. Uh, I forget the exact person who wrote the article on ESPN.com, but I read that 44% of the last, I think it was either 15 years or 20 years, including the BCS and the new playoffs, 44% of the champions actually did not have their starting quarterback 
or a position player of importance that started the season in that championship game and still won. And I know Cardell Jones is like the most important, like that's the biggest name we all think of. Right. But actually in 2021, Georgia did the same thing. Some of their star players were hurt and they still won a championship. Yep. So it goes to prove that, yeah, just because your star player is missing or some of your players are missing, that you can still win. Yeah, it's not half, it's not a big percentage, but 44% of the time is still a lot. And also, last point, um, with FSU, yeah, they won out. But, I mean, I do hate to say, yeah, it's not aesthetically pleasing, but they are a good football team. Their defense can muck up a game and win yep. games for them, yep. which is just as important as an offense because, hey, if you can get turnovers and you can get your guy the ball, who cares if you can only move it 3.4 yards? You're going to win at the end of the day if you put up six points. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. It doesn't have to be beautiful. It's still competitive because at the end of the day, it's football. They're still trying to score points. They're still on the field battling it out like war, like Kevin said earlier. And if that's what we want, wouldn't you want to see? Uh, I don't even care if it's Alabama and Florida State leave Michigan out or Michigan versus Florida State. Wouldn't you want to see a hard-fought game if that Florida State defense is yep. screwing up J.J. McCarthy and screwing up all those great receivers that Michigan has, and then all of a sudden it's you know 3-3 and it comes down to a kick at the end of the game? Yeah, it's only 3-3, but hey, I would love to see that competition. Or even, crap, no a 40-40 no game, we... game, you know, yep. who cares? And Jeremy, appreciate the call. we got to hit hit a break, but that's exactly what TCU did last year. And we we want to keep people like Stephen A. Smith, want to keep putting them, and Stone for that matter, he had it first. Stephen A., I think, stole it from Stone. Uh, the, the point that, oh, well, TCU, if they didn't get blown out in the championship game, it's why we're here. But TCU... They validated their selection last year to the college football playoff by beating Michigan, by winning their semifinal game. Like they they validated their selection. Max Duggan, because we didn't like the championship game. Now, now we're going to punish uh, deserving teams from getting in. Uh, now we're going to do it. Let's definitely jump to a break. But Max Duggan was on a Heisman campaign. Like Max Duggan okay, alone was a, was a for the reason for us to give them the nod. This comes. This comes. To, Kate Rodemaker is not. Another point. This brings me to another point. If Jordan Travis's injury was so significant that Florida State can't get into the college football playoff undefeated, if Jordan Travis's injury was so significant and robust that it changed the access of Florida State football, why in the hell is Jordan Travis not a Heisman finalist? Because he's not better than Jaden Daniels. Back I mean, it's in. just one sentence is your answer because he's not as good as Jaden Daniels. Hey, um, what? Uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, Florida State and LSU played head to head. Yeah, uh, in week one, right? What um, what happened in that game? Yeah, Florida Stone? State won that game. Uh, pretty handily, right? Yeah, they won that football mm. game. Yeah, they did. But he's not a better quarterback than Jaden Daniels is. I see. Everybody wants to just live in this world of assumptions. Everybody just wants to live in this world of this is what I think. So this is how it should be. And we're no longer living in. And this goes for all life, social, culture. Sports. The fact that we're just sort of living in take world. We're living in, ah, this is how it it should be instead of living in absolutes. That's why we're in the spot we're in across the board on this planet. What's the best word to describe college football? I say sham. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. 888-760-3776. In fact, I'd feel better if people just came out and said, yeah, I'm a Florida State hater. That's why. But we're trying to twist ourselves into these human pretzels. Oh, give me a break. People are trying to twist themselves into these human pretzels to try and diminish Florida State instead of just outright saying, being honest, being a man, and saying, yeah, I'm a hater. 
Like, I would respect that more. 888-760-3776. We have plenty of social media. We'll get to it on the other side. I'm in New York. Jimmy V Classic, Florida Atlantic, and Illinois tonight. I'll be on the call. I'm at our sister station, 9870 ESPN New York. Stone, back in the end. John Levine Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach. Theo, uh, he has bachelor party flu. He's Stone Levanowitz. I'm Ken Levicka. Levicka, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. and Levine Accident Attorney Studios. It's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Are we seeing the end of the worst quarterback in competitive football history? I'll explain in just a second. And we'll get back to name-calling college football. What's the best word to describe college football? I say sham. Insert other sh word there, too. Are you experiencing foot and ankle pain? Need to see an expert in the field? Baptist Health Orthopedic Care is a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealthnet slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealthnet slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the floor to keys learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho real quick stone can i get some st lucie battery and tire breaking news please breaking news on espn 1063 is brought to you by st lucie battery and tire if your vehicle has issues with braking or other issues get it fixed right right now at st lucie battery and tire the new york jets have released former starting quarterback tim boyle Later, Tim. Bye, Tim. Brett Rippon gets signed to be presumably Zach Wilson's backup. <laughs> Jesus, God. What a time Jets to be fans. alive. I mean, Jets fans, find a hobby. So let's just quickly go through Tim Boyle and his tale of the tape. Uh, three years at UConn, right, Stone? UConn, Tim that Boyle. That is correct. Uh, 2013, zero touchdowns, eight interceptions. 2014, one touchdown, three interceptions. 2015, no touchdowns, two interceptions. Then he went to Eastern Kentucky. 2016, 11 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. And then let's go ahead and check in on his short stint here in uh, with the Jets. And... The NFL period, okay? Tim Boyle, who might be, Stone, who might be the single worst quarterback in the history of professional and all of football. Uh, 2019, Green Bay Packers, uh, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. Good. 2020, didn't play, so that means zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. Excellent. 2021, three touchdowns, six interceptions. 2022, Bears, zero touchdowns, two interceptions. And the Jets this year, one touchdown, four interceptions. In his entire college and NFL life, Tim Boyle had two years where he threw or didn't throw more interceptions than touchdowns. And that was 2019-2020 with the Packers. His best years where he had no touchdowns and no interceptions. I mean, good Lord, dude. All right, what a P. charmed life. R.I.P. to one of the good guys. <laughs> one of the greats. One of the greats, Tim Boyle. Oh, my God. I mean, Stone, you could have done that. You you could have you could have put up the same numbers Tim Boyle has, has put up in his college and NFL career. Yeah, if you're just trying to go... 
tit for tat, right? Touchdown, interception, touchdown, interception. Like, if you just keep that streak going, um, you're pretty much better than he is. I, I do want to know what dirt he has on Aaron Rodgers for A-Rod to keep dragging him around all no, over the place. he probably is just a yes man. Like, Aaron Rodgers is like, hey, man, I heard if you uh, ingest mercury, you won't get COVID. Uh, I heard that uh, if you take por- uh, porcupine quills and put them in your pupils, uh, that it makes you superhuman. And Tim Boyle, he's like, yeah, yeah, you're right, Aaron. Hell yeah, Aaron. Hell yeah, damp it up. Fist bump. And Aaron's like, man, I like this guy. He's just a support system. Or maybe he's good on the board, good on the comms, uh, really good during practice, good help. Good brain, no, good head like on his my, shoulders. I like my hypothetical. <laughs> right, one. right. Uh, the best word to describe college football. The best word to describe college football, 888-760-3776. Florida State is out. I think it is a sham. Steve says it's a facade. And everyone telling FSU to boat race Georgia in the Orange Bowl, shut up. Nothing FSU does in the bowl will put them back in the playoff or split the national title. We've had a lot of shut up today, Stone. Uh, Paul Feinbaum telling me to shut up. Me telling Paul Feinbaum to shut up steve telling everyone else to shut up uh there's a lot of shut up going around I, today you know i before we get to the phones i will say i do think it is annoying that you were dismissing the florida state georgia game i i do find it really annoying why it doesn't matter lean it's an into exhibition lean into it but see but if no. you're in florida atlantic owls were playing in a bowl game like it's not an exhibition like stop pulling that card because for some of these kids it's not an exhibition florida state you want to okay, you want to prove a point to the country you want to compete real life you want to compete in real life, it's an exhibition. Because what's going to happen if Florida State beats Georgia? Then the people are going to say, oh, well, Georgia just didn't want to be there. Yeah, but what if both of these teams play hard? No, I, and what you're saying right now doesn't hold any weight, how, and they both play their ass off. Uh, I mean, uh, I, I, congrats to you telling it with your eyes who's playing hard. If Florida State beats Georgia, I promise you it won't be, oh, man, both teams played hard. It'll be, oh, Georgia didn't want to be there. I promise you that's I, what's going to happen. Just That'll say, be the line. Stop dismissing it because what you're dismissing okay, it in I the back of your head, it. you know that Georgia's going to whip that ass, and, and you just don't want to talk about should, it. Even if that does happen, it should not matter. They went undefeated Florida State did as a power five team earned their way in should be in should be in over Texas at the very least and they're not and that makes this whole thing shambolic at the very least it at least gives people some answers on what might have happened if they did get lodged in at four and played a team the caliber of the Georgia Bulldogs or the Michigan Wolverines it's so easy to say that when there's literally nothing on the line well, it's so easy to that's, say that it's when disrespectful. this is an exhibition. This is an exhibition. Both teams wanted to be in the playoff. Neither team is in the playoff. Okay, so you're gonna I get think, you're getting a pit. You're getting what if what if you're you, just you look on the flip side up, of the coin? No, I'm not making it up. And making up different parameters. You're and, discrediting and doing more pretzel twisting. You're discrediting what a bowl game is. How am I doing any pretzel twisting? What if it's a pissed off Georgia team that's happy to be there? Some guys aren't going, or some but guys how are do you going. Know? To, how do you know? Because if they lose, then the line's just going to be, oh, you didn't want to be there. I, I should be asking you, how do you know it's an exhibition to these kids? You don't have a clue. Because my line, what everybody says when a Power 5 team loses in the New Year's 6, or or if there's an upset in a bowl game, the line that always gets put out there, the one that I am spewing right now is, oh, they just didn't want to be there. How, how did uh, UCF beat Auburn? Auburn didn't want to be there. Liberty, if they beat Oregon, Oregon didn't want to be there. Like, that's that's... Absolutely, what the line is going to be. Let's go to the phones and let's go to Segway Sean in Palm Beach Gardens. Hey, Sean. Hey, guys. Uh, first of all, you guys need to shut up. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> shut up, hey, Sean. Anyway, anyway, before I, before I give you my word, I understand the different logics for every angle of it. But you know, Stone, what happens if if, if Washington beats Texas 
and then uh, Washington ends up beating Alabama, can't Texas say, yeah, but what if, what if, we, what if we would have played Michigan? You know, we beat Bama, and then we, we may have hypothetically beat Michigan. So you can't really say, unless you have every top 10 team play each other, and then there's an equivocally, I beat four out of the top 10 teams, you can't really say that. You can't say because, you know, because XYZ beat this guy, and then I beat this guy, and but he lost to that guy. And if we lose to Georgia, who's to say we couldn't beat Alabama straight up? Nobody knows that. You can't. You guys kind of take that out of the picture as far as to say one like, game. Sean, we're just sort of putting saying. together the College Football National Championship based off of, like, vibes. And I know Levitard said yesterday sure. he used that yeah. word, and that comes to mind, too. Like, hey, I think this will look prettier or uh, this will be more fun. So yeah. here you go. Meanwhile, the undefeated team gets kicked to the curb. Yeah, so my word, my word is going to be – I would go with I would go with bias. But I'm probably going to end up going with patronizing, as if to yeah. say they're kind of treating us like idiots. They're kind of treating us like morons. Like we don't know the fact that uh, Texas. Okay, when we beat when we beat uh, the Gators, uh, I'm saying we because he has some Florida State fan. Sure, sure, sure. Florida State beats, beats the Gators uh, with with Rodemaker, and you know Texas did what they did against Texas Tech at that, at that time. If they wanted to put Texas ahead of us, I, I you know I'm not going to argue it. I guess per se, but. That's when they should have done it. You can't wait. And then, okay, they played Oklahoma State in a, let's be honest, the home game in Arlington, Texas for the, you know, for the Big 12. But and again, we're gonna it, be, we're gonna be, and again, it was an Oklahoma State team that was, was, was significantly worse and, and appreciated, Sean. We just got to, got to get through this. Oklahoma State, again, a team that lost to South Alabama. <laughs> They lost to South Alabama earlier in the year. Congrats on the win, Texas. Like, outstanding. But then uh, you also, your lone blemish was to a three-loss Oklahoma team that nearly killed their head coach three weeks ago running out onto the field. Okay? Like, I just, it, Florida State's held to a different standard here if we're going to extrapolate than every other team that made the college football playoff. Ben in Boynton joins us on LaVica, Theo, and Stone. Hello, Ben. Hey Ken, how you doing, man? I'm I'm, I'm, hope, I'm I'm here to be a plethora of brain cells to to inject back into your skull here today. Okay. <laughs> All right, so, I, I go ahead and <laughs> and commence, please. All right, so let's take a th- let's take a think about this real quick, right? So we got a team that played teams like Wake Forest and Virginia and uh, Boston College and Syracuse, right? So let's go back to say just the middle of the season, and you have a team that's five and zero. Mm-hmm. against those types of teams versus a team, say, as example, perfect example here, Alabama, who beats Ole Miss and LSU and Texas A&M. You're going to rank FSU above Alabama because maybe they're 5-0 and rather than 4-1 and when they beat teams who don't matter? Like, who you play counts, and they play teams on a yearly basis who mean absolutely nothing in college football. Okay, that's that's my perspective. But okay, your conference is your conference, the word undefeated ben. is great. Say what? Your conference is your conference. Like Florida State, Florida State did everything they could. They got LSU on the schedule. They beat LSU, and uh, your conference is your conference. They beat a Louisville team with a third-string quarterback. That's one of the best offenses in the country. Like I just don't know what more they can do. And the ACC was better against the SEC than the SEC was out of conference this year. Like I just, I, I don't know. Like we can cherry pick numbers all we want and appreciate the call, Ben. We can cherry pick stats and head to head all we want, but Florida State out of conference have the same exact 
situation as, as, as Alabama did. And they passed the test. And Alabama didn't. And they played a home game. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. More of your calls. More of your social media. And something happened yesterday, apparently, on ESPN 106.3. I haven't heard, and I need to hear it because it sounds like it was juicy. We'll do that in real time. Hang with us, won't you? That's Stone Labanowitz. I'm Ken Levicka, Levicka, Theo, and Stone, ESPN 106.3. <laughs> From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Jay messages in, Ken, you're nuts. Maryland School for the Blind could have gone 7-6 and six with Florida State schedule. Huh, yeah, I'm sure Maryland School of the Blind would have done great against Jaden Daniels in LSU. You're just going to point to one game? Yep. Florida State drinks the strength of the schedule is 55th. Every single SEC school had a tougher strength of schedule than FSU. Everyone, all 14 teams, and they're the only college football playoff top 20 school to not play a top 10 game. All right, Jay, let's just make all four teams SEC teams every single year. Let's just go ahead and make the college footballs the SEC. This is what I'm saying. This is part of it. College football is completely invalidated because if you're going to have that mindset, it is a sham because we're going to put – we're going to put so much stock into one conference in college football. What's the point of the sport? What's the point of playing get your the regular weight up. season? The regular no, you, you get can't your, just get your get your up. weight up. The SEC do some push-ups. ACC that's so ridiculous. So you're gonna you're, you're gonna say oh the SEC uh, there there's strength of schedule strength of fine college football's the SEC then some of you are fine with that I'm sure for me I'm not into that the sport is invalidated the sport. Not every team has a chance to win a national championship. Mindsets like that even further perpetuate that outside of Power 5 and Group of 5. Enjoy your college football. I just don't want to be a part of it. But we gave TCU. Here's Georgia. Go do it. And they beat Michigan. But I'm talking about the SEC. You're like, "Ah, it's just the SEC. It's just Here, TCU, go beat Georgia. Go do it. Then take your SEC. Stone, take your SEC. Enjoy it. No, I, I, I'm, just saying, we, I'm just saying we gave you, you an no, opportunity in TCU, okay. an opportunity to no, go beat the fine. SEC. Here, TCU, go do your thing. Okay. And you and got schlacked. And you know what? Who, you know who else would have been schlacked? Is Michigan. Michigan. Michigan's, Michigan would have been killed by Georgia. Michigan's killed. favored over Alabama right now. I mean, I, I, Michigan deserves no benefit of the doubt whatsoever based on their last two appearances in the college football playoff. Aaron, I've been listening to your voice for a long time, Ken, especially with Josh and on your own show, but today's tirade takes the cake. You've earned it, the most extra award. You say most extra, I think most correct. Uh, let's go back to the phones. The best word to describe college football, 888-760-3776. No, hold on. The best word to describe the SEC, because that's college football now. 888-760-3776. Colin in West Palm joins us on ESPN West Palm. Hey, Colin. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Um, so my issue, it, it's, the word is chaos for sure, but the, the last caller, the issue I have with him is when he talked about uh, you know the weaker conference playing Wake Forest and all that stuff. Prior to the FSU quarterback injury, None of that mattered to the committee. They had ranked them higher all year long. They beat the brakes off of LSU. I mean, that's a, a big win, especially at the time, top five team. And I'm not an FSU fan at all. I do think that technically the committee got it right putting the more competitive team in. But my biggest issue, and I don't know why FSU's coaching staff didn't harp on this, 
In 2014, we literally watched a, uh, Ohio State dominate a weaker Big Ten league all year long, lose their starting quarterback and their backup. Then they went into the playoff and won a national title. So how can you say that this FSU team can't adapt and win when we've watched it happen before already? The literal precedent of it happening, including an undefeated team on a third-string quarterback. Huh, weird. But this time it doesn't apply because we're just making stuff up because hashtag SEC and because uh, we need some uh, some good old-fashioned TV numbers. Uh, Derek in West Palm. What's up, Derek? Hello? Hey, Derek. Hey, what's going on, man? Um, listen, <laughs> I, I think I'm not a Florida State fan um, to begin with. But Florida State got robbed. What the community did, that, that's to me, is, is unforgiving. Um, who would pick um, Texas to win the World Series before, um, you know, the, they were in the World Series? Right. Absolutely not. No nobody. But they had an opportunity, and they took advantage of the opportunity. Because they played Florida the damn State games. Florida State the same opportunity. Yep. Jordan, the, Jordan Travis was a Heisman favorite at the beginning of the season. Okay, and Jordan Travis, based on how much stock they're putting into him, Stone, should be a Heisman finalist the, the, now the, as well. The Texas Rangers were plus 25,000. The Florida State Seminoles to win a championship were like plus 1,200. That's no, no contest there. Okay, and it makes it even sillier. And the Texas Rangers were actually able to let it play out on the field. And this furthers my point that college football is the most illegitimate sport there is. It just is. Not every team has a chance to win a championship. And when you do play the games and you win all your games, it's not a guarantee that you get a chance to play for a championship. Even at the subjective highest level, biggest schools, most money that uh, they've decided to make college football a tier system and that highest tier can't play for a national championship. It's inherently wrong and backwards and tarnished at this point. Uh, And they'll never have the guts to do what I've proposed for years, and Stone, you and I have talked about it. You want an actual legitimate sport? Then every conference champion, Power 5 and Group of 5, should be in an expanded bracket tournament. Make it like the FCS that you cover every single year, Stone. You're the FCS insider. Make the conference championships mean something, but... The TV networks wouldn't go for it because they'd be scared of it actually being played out on the field. And God forbid we have blowouts, as if blowouts don't happen all the time. Man, that was a great game on Fox between the Eagles and 49ers. Except, nope, it was a San Francisco <laughs> blowout. Like, blowouts freaking yeah. happen. Uh, John in West Palm. What's up, John? Not too bad. But my, my word for this is joke. Because, first of all, I don't know if you know that both the chairman of the committee and five other members of the committee are from the ACC. Okay? Because I think the fix was in for, for Nick Saban and, and the SEC. And also, um, it's definitely going to be an exhibition because looking at the FSU ticket office website, 65% of the boosters returned their ticket offer declined, and they've only sold 312 of their 10,000 student tickets. Where we normally sell out Hard Rock when we play the Hurricanes, it's like Doke South. Then finally, like you said, 
how can Jordan Travis be so important and not even get invited to New York for the Heisman? Right, right. That's all yeah. I have to say. Yeah, and appreciate the con. I think the ticket sales will pick up. I think people will get over it. Another boycott. You started the show by saying no. you're not going to watch the, the college football playoffs. I do think, though, and the AD sent out a letter earlier today, hey, let's start directing our energies now towards supporting our football team. I, it's still going to take time to get over it. There's that sting there. I do think people are going to come around and yeah. buy up tickets to the Orange Bowl. Uh, John, uh, with a very constructive uh, message, are you on your period, Ken? You're whining like a newborn today. First of all, no, I'm not on my period, but thank you for asking. Second, you're on your period whining like a newborn. You understand why that makes absolutely no sense, right, John? Well, okay, I see what you did there. Crack a book. Uh, how are you okay. talking crap Pay on attention John? attention in school, okay? Let's, and then, Crystal, can you talk some sense into this guy? Nana Crystal on LaVica, Theo, and Stone. Hello, Nana Crystal. Hey, guys. All I, I don't have one word. I have a phrase. And the phrase is, the house always wins. Mm. You know, for the last, I don't know how many years it's been, ever since Brett Musburger left TV and <laughs> bought that betting house over there in Vegas. Uh-huh. The house always <laughs> wins. The house was not going to win if Florida State was in there, guys. Nobody's going to place any bets. House wasn't going to win. This, every channel is pushing what? The betting, the odds, what's the favor, what's the numbers, what's, what's the that? Hey, it's what it's all about. The house always wins. I feel like not a crystal and appreciate the call. You, you, you just called to, to, to back up Stone in that spot. Because Stone preaches that to me all the time. It's all about gambling, gambling, gambling. Thank you for the call, Nana Crystal. Uh, I'm not a gambler. I'm on record now. I can't stand after seeing what happened to Florida State. I think Vegas has run things too heavily. That's why I just stick to daily fantasy. And that's where prize picks comes in. The best daily fantasy. And this, this is not TV executives. This is not the betting lines. And this is not how much money is going to be placed here, 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 here. No, it's, it's, it's flat out. Daily fantasy. More than, less than. Players, statistical, it's easy. You play it, put in 20, chance to win 100, 200, 300. And that's why I love it. It's why I mess with it. It's prize picks. Prize picks. Use the promo code KLV. Double your deposit up to $100 with prize picks. That's prize picks. Thursday, NFL. I'm in. Tonight, college basketball. Uh, how about a little hockey? How about a little NBA? That's right. All there on prize picks. Promo code KLV. Double your deposit up to $100 with prize picks. We're late. We still have calls. We still have uh, messages. We'll continue on with this. We got a whole lot to do today, including something I want to listen to that happened yesterday that uh, I've been hearing about. I haven't actually heard it, though, and we'll react to it in real time. A confrontation, apparently, between Stone and our boss, Stephanie, on the air. What's the best word to describe college football? I say sham. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's Stone LeBanowitz. I'm Ken LaVica. LaVica, Theo, and Stone, ESPN 106.3.